You were listening. To Turn off your fan. I was just about to do that. <laughs> Good Lord. You are listening to Greg's fan. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a good opening for the show, though. You're a good opening. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, episode Giggity. number 124. And here comes away. another load of joy. <laughs> I see what you did. A semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. We talk about pop culture, nostalgia, movies, and music. My name is Jimmy, and I am joined by Rob. What up? Greg. Jimmy, do you think you know what fear is? You've watched horror movies. You've, do you think you know what fear is? Uh, sure. Because you have not felt fear until you have started seeing people being quarantined in their house while you are hanging out with Rob and three bottles of rum. That is fear. That's some mm. fun shit right there. I was a little scared <laughs> that they were going to be like, everyone stay inside forever. Whoever you're with, you're now with forever. And I looked and there was the three bottles of rum and I drunk Rob eating all of my Pop-Tarts. I totally was eating all of his Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, dude, do you have anything to eat? I really kind of need something in my stomach. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got this. I've got these Pop-Tarts left over from the hurricane. And I was like, Pop-Tarts? <laughs> Man, I don't even want to know what it what happened in your restroom. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> he hasn't found note. it yet. Guys, we are um, very, very excited to have with us a friend of the show, longtime friend, um, Angelo from Max Overdrive 1986. Sir, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Definitely. Yes, Thanks, guys. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. So if you guys are new to the show, this is a review show, an interview show sometimes, and we talk about all sorts of different movies from now and TV shows and streaming and music and whatever we could possibly talk about. However, occasionally some spoilers do pop up. We do try to avoid major, major twists. But if we are about to talk to something, talk about something that you have not read or listened to or seen or whatever yet, then you can use your own discretion and don't be too angry. However, this episode, be angry. we will do our best not to spoil a uh, 1986. How many years ago was that? Math. Uh, too many. A lot of years ago. Too many. 34? 34, 34 <laughs> years ago. 34. Too many plus uh, COVID-19. Yes. Oh, yes, it indeed. Was, it was 40 minus 6. <laughs> that is 14. <laughs> Try again. 34. There you go. We can math sometimes. Guys, do we have it's been a pretty slow news week. Uh I, I, I don't know if anybody's I mean 
terrifying. I will say that there have been some recent updates as far as like the whole movie front is concerned. Did you guys happen to hear that several theaters, uh, notably Universal Pictures, mm-hmm. um, are going to be releasing some of their movies that are supposed to be due out in the next two weeks <laughs> on video on demand as opposed to or releasing them on video on demand at the same time as they come out in theaters since people can't actually get out to the theater? Yeah, so, why on earth would they do that? <laughs> so the big the big one that I heard recently that that's coming out is Trolls Two will actually yes. be available on demand. That oh, makes me very boy. actually. That one actually makes me sad. They're re-releasing Troll Two. Mm-hmm. Trolls Two. Yeah, we're uh, the, Jimmy's on a different world as us right now. Uh, yeah, Trolls Two. I was actually really looking forward to going to that with my kid because he loves the he loves going to the movies. Hmm. He likes that experience and he loves the tr- first Trolls movie and just, you know, dancing in the aisles and all that stuff. And after the movie, of course. Um, cool. Remind so, me to I mean, never get to see a movie with you. No, nah, I think he likes the end credits when they play music and all the kids go down to the front and kind of dance around. But since when? <laughs> you haven't been to I, don't, I don't think I've ever been to a movie where that happened. <laughs> They're just uh. at the end of the credits, all the kids run down to the front and, and just dance. <laughs> So maybe my child is a trendsetter and all the other kids follow him like a little Pied Piper. <laughs> little it's Pied Ethan. Yes. But yeah, that's going to be interesting. I don't know what that's going to lead to. Have you Everything have you heard of any others doing it or is it just well, Trolls 2? pretty much 2? every Universal. It's not just Trolls 2. There's a couple other movies. Um, I know Emma, not not my dog, but the, the Jane Austen uh, film is going to be okay. released. Uh, they're going to be released at about at a nineteen dollar price point, which is technically you know cheaper than two tickets, so it's actually a little bit cheaper. But you know, people are going to complain. Well, I could rent a video for three dollars, but at the same time, how many people are watching the movie? You know, I don't. You're from Blockbuster, Redbox, uh. or on demand. I mean, the movie we watched tonight was three bucks. Yeah, you're three bucks. <laughs> yeah, he is. Six bucks. I bought him nine times. Oh. <laughs> You're both disgusting. I've got a little bit of news concerning a video game that I recently reviewed. Uh, Blair Witch game is going to see some new life. It is going to be released for the Nintendo Switch this summer. So if you guys have a Switch, you can introduce your children to the Blair Witch. Because that's a great thing to do to them psychologically. Well, I don't. I don't have any news. Um, I'm just kind of, I've been keeping my eye out for, uh, we'll just, I'll just bring this up now. I was going to bring it up later, but I've been bringing, keeping my eye out for musicians online. that are doing live concerts from their houses and, mm-hmm. and uh, warehouses and things like that. Uh, last night I got a chance to watch the dropkick Murphy's. It was awesome. Oh. Uh, they're do. Uh, I know John legend is doing one and there's a bunch of other, other bands that are doing these things, but one of the reasons why we have Angelo here and a couple, and we're going to try to reach out to other people is a lot of concerts have gotten canceled. And I think Correct. it puts a big, it's going to put a big dent on the, not on the major acts because they always have ways of doing things. I mean, a lot of these, these concerts from people's homes have better equipment than, you know, most bars. So like some of the smaller acts are going to get really slammed by this. And, you know, so we want people to be able to, you know, if some way shop their what they have, 
and, and let people know what, what they're doing and all that stuff. So we'll, we talk about this a little bit later, but you know, if there's a band out there, that's a local band or a type of music that you like, now would be a really good time to go on there and buy t-shirts. They probably have a lot of extra t-shirts from canceled shows. I'm assuming, um, go on their band camps or whatever and buy their stuff now. Cause you know, some of these musicians don't have other jobs. And they're going to be in big trouble because or they quit their jobs to go on tour and then the tours were canceled. So um, if there's a fa- if you have a favorite musician, a favorite artist, uh, now would be a really good time if you have the ability to go out and support them. And rant. Any other news? What's this? Uh, I see somebody posted some stuff about PlayStation 5. The and specs- then another. Yes, the specs for the PlayStation 5 were released, I believe, today, uh, March 18th. Um, it has eight Zen 2 uh, cores. Um, it's a custom AMD GPU as well. So a lot of this looks very... A lot of this doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but uh, the gaming world is still... Uh, just trudging forward. Um, so, um, how do you guys feel about that? Are you looking forward more to the Xbox or the PlayStation? Oh, well, that's that's an easy one for me. I'm looking forward to the PlayStation because I don't have an Xbox. I don't I don't do Xbox. So, I've <clears throat> I've been a PlayStation fan since the original PlayStation, and I've had every iteration since so i've had the playstation the two three and four and i'll more than likely get a five i am i am excited about the five if in fact it remains the the rumors are true and that it will be backward compatible and you can play your older catalog of games on them that that is one thing that i've always that i always want from my game systems in fact i have paid more for like the i think it was the three I paid more for the three just so I could have the ability to play like my PlayStation two and PlayStation one games on it. If I wanted mm-hmm. to, I bought, I bought the, uh, the backwards compatible version. Cause later on they actually released versions that weren't. So, I mean, I haven't really gone back and played them that often, but I like to have the option. Always good. I would say. Uh, in other video game related news, guys, did you ever play Amnesia, Dark Descent, or Soma? I did not. Did not get a chance. Not. No one's had the pleasure of doing that. Well, you can now. You can head over to Steam and pick up the Frictional Games Collection for $5.96. <laughs> that totally sounds like a porn. <laughs> Frictional game does. Frictional um, game. Oh, come on. Tell me frictional games doesn't sound like a porno. No, I too have a filthy mind, and that was not where I was uh, going with that. It's just but, you, sir. But now that's all you hear. <laughs> no, I'm not 12 years old. Uh, you can head over to Steam, pick up the frictional collection. You can get uh, Amnesia, Dark Sense, uh, Soma, <laughs> and. Penumbra, a couple of other really good just horror classics at this point. I mention it because just a few days ago, it was released that a sequel to Amnesia will be coming out this fall. Uh, ten years after the original game. These are very, very scary. Forget Amnesia. 
these are very scary games um so if you are into that type of thing along with uh blair witch i've just got horror game news randomly today uh you should check both of those out i certainly do like to be scared while i play games now i i do have a question for you guys as it as it relates to video games um I've I've always been a person. I mean, I while I understand the convenience, you have of, always been a person. Yes, I have. I have. While I, I understand the convenience of you know purchasing games online and downloading them the day of without having to go to the store or anything. I've always been someone who prefers to have the hard copy. How do you guys feel about that? I mean, do you do you prefer the hard copy or do you like to just download it and not have to deal with the store or anything? I am a hard copy person. All right, Altered Carbon. How about you, Jimmy? I'm also uh, generally a, a hard copy person. Um, I, I had to to bend from that a little bit with uh, the Blair Witch game because I could not fucking find a copy. It was all Yeah, and I've awesome. had one or two games like that as well. Yeah, uh, I've got one of the older Xbox One models that just doesn't have a lot of space and it sucks. Um, you, you have to load onto your hard drive anyway, but I still... I'm, it's nostalgic in a sense, I guess. I, I like to have a hard copy of the game. Angelo. You, Angelo. You know, it's really weird because my children are heavily into Xbox, and mm-hmm. I still find myself kind of loving the cartridges and game systems that barely work, like NES. Uh, mm-hmm. I went out mm-hmm. and ended up buying one of those classic little USB plug-in ones. Yeah, uh, one of them I actually got off of Wish, which was terrible. Uh, <laughs> nice, six thousand games. One of them being some kind of weird uh, penis edition of Mario Brothers, which was kind of. <laughs> um, and then there's another one that's. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> it's a little oh. bit morbid. I mean, I don't even know if I should even say it on here, but um, a lot of these games are just. I, I don't even know where they even came from, but uh, I, I love any form of old school game. Uh, you were talking about PlayStation one. And I think I bought every single Tony Hawk game when uh, it came out from like one till who knows, it was like Tony so Hawk good. 47. And, mm-hmm, uh, yeah. and then that's, that's when I stopped. I think I had a PlayStation two. I believe the, was the one, the one that was like a, like a circular, almost like a, a CD Walkman. Yeah. Is that one. Yeah. yeah so the from then one. on. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. So I bought all the CDs. They're all broken by now. Uh, scratch, but I don't know. I guess I'm into the whole uh, classic, just having a hard copy too. Well, and and to me, it makes a little bit of sense doing it that way, simply because while while I understand it doesn't happen a ton anymore, like it used to when we were growing up. But if the internet goes out and you don't have yeah. a hard copy, you're fucked. You, yep. you can't play anything yeah. because you you don't have access to it. I mean, True. a lot of those now. Every time you you go, you put them in, you install them to the disc. It's like. An update is required to play this game. Yeah, that's what happens with my kids' Xbox. I'm like, I don't care about this. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. I'm leaving. I'm gonna go play my Super Penis Brothers in, <laughs> in the bedroom. <laughs> I've actually seen that video. I've seen. I saw the penis themed Mario Brothers. It's, oh, it's well, I bet you have. It's hilarious. It's, it's completely. It's so good. It's rendered perfectly. It's, I mean, it is. It's, it's like a little penis running around on, little, two yeah. little, on two little balls, right? Yeah. Yep, that's yep. it, dude. It's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to have to head on over I, to Wish.com to see what I can find. <laughs> that might uh, actually be the first good thing that's ever been purchased on Wish.com. Not true. Yeah, I bought a beard penis bib. Brothers. A, a beard bib. bib. Yep, it's, it's just a little like apron that you suction to the 
the mirror and it catches so all, it, your, your, all your hair as you shave. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I was assuming you put it over your beard when you eat and that way <laughs> food doesn't go on your beard. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I might have to censor that out so we can uh, we can work on selling that idea uh, without <laughs> anybody me stealing it. Beard bib <laughs> and stealing it from us. So very fun. Looking forward to uh, getting my friction on with some scary games. That, that sounds like sound Florida at all. That sounds like Not a very that. Florida thing to do. Hint hint. Yes. So, uh, what guys, time is it, Jimmy? It's time for what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> that being WTF, welcome to Florida. And, uh, guys, uh, there's not a, a whole lot going on in the state as far as craziness. Um, oh, speak for yourself. I, I think I, we, I, I just, think we I might don't... get more as they start doing like declaring martial law and having people <laughs> locked down or whatever. We might get a few more Florida stories then, but now the, the, the crazy thing to me, um, so far with all of this, uh, subject that I'm dancing around is the fact that people are just going to the beach in droves. Um, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I, I get that it's uh, the the kind of the one thing that's still open to public gatherings, but uh, they've closed it in Miami. Yeah, I think they had some reports. I had actually planned on going to the beach. Some festival really, just happened. What else to do with my kid? They closed the pool and everything around here. Like, I need to get him somewhere. There's plenty of lakes, man. Uh, they, I believed in in South Florida, like in Miami, they've closed the beach and they've also instituted mandatory curfew after like what five or something. Yeah, that you're you're not allowed to be out there arresting people and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So, just be care, keep your distance. You know, I went out. Um. It, it's weird. Somebody said this to me today, actually during during a uh, work from home meeting. Um. Someone said I. I can't believe how polite people are uh, and considerate people have been when you've had to run out to the store. I don't know if you guys have run to this, but I know I had to go to Walmart the other day and you go to turn the corner, going down an aisle and there's somebody else coming. There's like, Whoa, Oh, okay. I'll back up. <laughs> nope. Like head on you traffic. wearing pants, what? Jimmy. <laughs> okay, whatever just wearing a and, beard bib that's right baby <laughs> and you get all these reports about people like fighting over toilet paper and shit i had a thought the other day i'm like you know what if you ever find yourself fighting with somebody over toilet paper just start coughing on them you'll win that argument real quick well, I mean, have you <laughs> oh my god it's yours all right i'm done Wait, no. Have you been in jail? That usually happens. You normally have to fight over toilet paper and Ooh. coughing doesn't work. Because <laughs> you're going to get stabbed with a sharpened toothbrush. Yeah. Very much. Yeah. yeah. yeah or, I, we, I heard this after we recorded last mm -hmm. week or a little bit after, but it came from a very reliable source. But And Rob heard the story. So there was a couple that was a friend of mine heard a couple at Publix and they were uh looking around for whatever supplies and and the husband said something along the lines of ooh Edie's ice cream is buy one get one free I've been and the wife was like <laughs> and the wife was like well a lot of the good that's going to do when the power goes out and the husband's like what what do you mean the power it's a virus the power's not going out wife's like oh <laughs> <laughs> i i had to 
I had to correct Jen today because mm. we were yeah. we were out just picking up a couple of things and she's like, we need bleach. There's no bleach. I'm like, what do you what do you need bleach? We've got cleaner at home. No, no, I can't use cleaner. I need just regular straight bleach. I'm like, why? She's like, well, we need it to sterilize the water. I'm like, for what? <laughs> the, the, the infrastructure isn't going down. It's just a virus. Come on. <laughs> like, like it's the apocalypse. I'm like, and, stop it. What, do you and what are you going to do? Then drink bleach water? Yeah, make some cocktails. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm like, I saw your cocktails, what? sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, bleach, bleach cocktails. Oh, yeah. I want to party with this guy. Emergency, some CLR, some chlorine without or bleach without chlorine. And uh, there you go. I forgot what else I had. I think I put a little bit of uh, orange bitters is what it was. (laughs) (laughs) Some Midori. Yeah. Perfect perfect seasoning. So wouldn't uh, all that kill that little blue fish? (laughs) (laughs) Poor little fish. Midori. Yeah, never mind. Oh, hey, it, yeah. right, got hey this guy <laughs> with his pornos and his fish. <laughs> do, you, do you understand why <laughs> I didn't want to be locked? In, do you understand why I didn't want to be locked in the house with him and two, three bottles of rum for oh, a month? God. Oh, it only gets worse. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to our topics. And I think Jimmy, you're the only one that's actually been able to do anything. <laughs> I've had to move in, two entire classes online. So I've been busy doing that. Yeah. And, uh, so I have been recording stuff. And, but I, I, and I've and, actually had to go to work. Rob's yeah, just yeah. been drunk the at whole work. time. At work. At work. Yep. <laughs> that, that is not true. That is not true. Go away. I'm watching my pornos. Um, <laughs> my fish pornos. <laughs> oh, goodness. You're watching The Shape of Water. Is that blub or blub too? um so yes uh i have uh been told no uncertain terms to work from home to uh flatten the curve but we won't dwell on that too much i have been able to watch kingdom season two uh angela i know that's on your watch list it is definitely Uh, have you seen season one? I have not actually. That's what uh, I was more referencing. The fact that I haven't seen one yet, but I keep hearing everybody kind of rave about it. So that's next on the gotcha. list. How about you, Rob and Greg? Nope. No season. I have, I have not seen kingdom. I have started watching designated survivor though. I saw kingdom season one. I have not seen King- kingdom season two, but I felt like I just watched kingdom season one. It wasn't a year ago, I don't believe. It was just about a year ago. Um, yeah, they had gone into production in February of last year, I think very shortly after it came out. Uh, Kingdom, if you guys have not seen, it is set in feudal or ancient Korea, depending on how you want to say it. Um, warring families... Uh, jockeying for a position over dominion over the kingdom. Uh, plans are interrupted by a zombie type plague. Excellent. So it, it it presents a very interesting dynamic, of course, being set in the days without cell phones. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. But uh, just trying not to spoil it. So let's go. Uh, a queen has a plan to seize power. We'll say that. 
and she is attempting a last ditch strategy to do so. Uh, calamity looms among the living. Only one question remains. Can the prince who we were introduced to last season, who really did seem kind of like a wimp, um, can he save his people uh, against the plague and uh, people with not so good intentions when they seize the throne? So this season, um, the prince, like uh, who I refer to, is actually a lot more badass than he appears to be in season one. Um, there's a this I wrote here. Um, this is a better, better, better political jockeying and deception than Game of Thrones. I think that should be a new a new uh, adjective. Better cool. Better cool. It is better cool than Game of Thrones. Um, just the kind of play for the throne in this is there's so many twists and turns, but it's not uh, t- so terribly difficult to follow that it just doesn't make any sense. Um, this season, it does a really cool thing where you were introduced to situations in season one. Uh, they are told from a very cool perspective where uh, the start of each episode, well, most episodes will start to show an incident, but it will explain kind of the backstory, uh, do kind of a time jump, if you will, and explain so many things, why people are where they're at, why what they're doing. Um, the queen is um, completely awful. So something uh, in common with Game of Thrones. So I haven't got much more to say about it than that. It's it's one I certainly don't want to spoil. The zombie effects are very cool. It's a, it's really a breath of fresh air in a... Um, in a crowded horde, if you will. So you guys will definitely have to check it out. Get back to me uh, when you do get around. It's only six episodes, season two. They're anywhere from 45 minutes to an hour each. Yeah, there's some parts of that show that they're so vivid to me. Like, that's why I feel like I just saw it. But I will stand out a lot of free time. Yeah, I'll be uh, watching it. It's very unique. It's it's a very unique story. Um, so definitely, definitely check it out. So yeah, I'm definitely going to check out Kingdom Season 2, and I'm also going to check out Castlevania Season 3. Yes, have you yet? Not, I have not had a chance to do anything All right, other so, than watch the movie of the week. Yes, uh, Castlevania Season 3 premiered on Netflix March 5th of 2020. Uh, that being created by Warren Ellis... Um, what can I say? It's a continuation of what we've talked about for the first two seasons. Um, the, the gang's all there now. Major spoiler alert. If you had planned on seeing it and have not seen the end of season two, um, season three starts off after Angela. Did you want to, before I spoil this, uh don't know i haven't watched it yet i actually okay so i won't go there uh Uh, (laughs) angela you explained to me um that you were more of a billy bayou 
Oh, yes. Yeah. Billy Bayou slash uh, Mario Brothers. Yeah. I feel like I'm almost I betraying my console. about Billy Bayou. Billy oh, my Bayou God. Was that was like the worst. Amazing. <laughs> that was the worst one. I loved it. Yeah. I don't even but, uh, I don't think I know Billy Bayou. It was like what a was Crocodile that? Dundee ripoff. And I remember yeah. when you would throw a knife or something, like your character would get stuck. Like if someone yes. was about to hit you when you threw the knife, you couldn't move or jump or do anything and it was a long animation it was just locked up was, yeah you were just locked up it was a very long animation gators <laughs> gators would come out of the water <laughs> we'd have to do this like flying jump kick with like these very short shorts that were cut up mm-hmm. by like daisy dukes and a big giant hat it was awesome it was terrible uh, the design for it was almost like a wannabe double dragons yep. meets the jungle um which kind of became a very fun game to play when you're super tiny and bored and have about 3000 other games that are, you know, just the same yeah. mentality as, oh, yeah. as uh, what do you, what do you call it? Uh, 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 Mario brothers. What if so, that's like that type of character was what like all video game developers in like Japan and Korea thought Americans were like, probably oh, they were Daisy Dukes and they kill alligators with, with not cowboy yeah, boots. knives. <laughs> drive a jeep i think he drove a jeep yeah i think he drove a jeep i think he did it's pretty bad it was that bad that i forgot completely for the past 20 years i remember a lot about it just remember yeah Yeah. (laughs) i feel like i betrayed my console though because castlevania was one of those big heavy hits during that time uh, aside from zelda Mm -hmm. and uh contra so now castlevania has its own show and i've kind of fallen back I don't know. I, I feel like a terrible human. I think I should go watch one, two, and now three. You should. Um, and, you know, at the very least, the uh, a reason uh, to do so is that they're so bite-sized. Um, they're 20 to 25 minutes an episode. So it's, it's really easy to squeeze one of those in as opposed to an episode of Kingdom, which, you know, it's, it's getting close to an hour um, certainly my attention starts to wane after half an hour. I'll pause it. I'll go fold some clothes or I'll, you know, go do something else. And then it takes days to watch an episode. Yes. Um, but a season three of Castlevania is <laughs> 10 episodes, uh, at about 20, 25 minutes each following the stories of our heroes, Saifa Balnades, um, Simon Belmont and Alucard as they kind of go their separate ways, um, this season. And while night creatures still roam the earth, um, other factions are attempting to seize control of a world in chaos plunged into darkness after Dracula's forces have uh, thinned out quite a bit of the human population. Uh, this season, we talked previously about how cool the fight scenes have been in this and how it's, mm-hmm. it's, uh, it, it, if you look back on this, it's, for me, it's almost like watching, you know, season one of South Park or season one of Beavis and Butthead or season one of The Simpsons, where it's just almost like that's the same show. This one has really progressed so much further. There, there are more effects. There are more creatures. There's more gore. There's more nudity. Um, 
there's just more, more, more of everything in this season. Uh, there's more 3D. There are more dynamic fight scenes. There's so much more fluid uh, this time around. It's not one character going from, you know, one pose to a kick where their legs in there for three seconds. <laughs> this is more, like Bayou Billy. Like Bayou Billy. Uh, this is more, I'm going to say it this way, and, and sorry to piss off any Mortal Kombat fans out there, but this is less Mortal Kombat and more Street Fighter. Uh, Mortal Kombat has, you know, it's it's part of its charm, I guess, if you're a fan, where you throw a punch, you hold it there for a second, and you kick, you hold it there for a second. Now this is this is a lot more fluid. It's 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 just very well done. Uh, it, even even the little effects, you know, even the the reflections in the characters' eyes, um, the the reflections in, in shiny parts of their, their costumes. Um, it, it just seems so much more, um, polished, you know, whether that's because there are more people working on it or it's got a bigger budget, but it's certainly, certainly worth the time investment or introduced to a lot of new characters as well. Um, there are vampire sisters now and each of them having their own, different personality and Alucard uh, is um, training the next generation of monster hunters. Now, does that end well for him? Oh, gee, I don't know. <laughs> You'll just have to check it out yourself. Doing a very good job of, uh, of holding down the spoiler for it. I'm trying like, really hard. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's maybe great, it does. man. It, maybe it doesn't. I just don't know. I, I mean, I, I've already said a lot without saying anything. But if 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 I'm go, I would say watch Castlevania before you watch Kingdom, uh, just because it's easier to to digest in small bits. That's interesting because for me, <laughs> like the hobo I've, in my garage. <laughs> yep, I'm <laughs> actually right now. I uh, I work from home, so I'm constantly wa binge watching shows. So mm -hmm. for me, watching a show that can be an hour to two hours each episode is great. When I watch something that's in short spurts, kind of like the 25 minute, 30 minute show, I tend to find myself staring at the screen where I shouldn't be, and, and it doesn't become white noise. Now it becomes where I need to be attentive. So, but I. I definitely have to watch it though. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, man, if you put it in that perspective, uh, kingdom is a show that you can have on in the corner of your eye. Perfect. You can have Boom. kingdom on in your peripheral and you'll be fine. Uh, Castlevania, not so much. Get in it. Yeah. You're yeah. going to want, you're going to keep going. You're going to keep, uh, and then you're just going to be there and it's three hours are going to go by and you're through two seasons already. <laughs> um, so I really want to review Adventures of Bayou Billy now, man. I just looked it up. I forgot it had it had sections where you had to plug in your light gun. Oh, light gun. Oh, I man. forgot about that. I had the headset <laughs> where you looked. Ooh, with a target? Yep. And you were supposed oh. to say fire. 
look at fancy rich boy over there with the <laughs> with the voice activated blaster. Yeah. Wow. Okay. I didn't have that. Yeah. It was it was like <laughs> stupid, man. You'd say fire, fire, and I discovered you could just swear at it. <laughs> I'd be like, it'll still do it yeah, regardless. Six, and I'm going shit, poop, <laughs> damn. You know, and it's just <laughs> playing duck hunt. <laughs> That's Shit, pooping duck hunt. I, I think they even had like the bad guy looked almost like what's that guy? A Bobo? Is it a Bobo? Yeah, yes. the, the big yeah. bad guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like I think all evil characters at that point looked exactly like that. They just had different size heads. Yep. Yeah, yeah. If you look, if you look in the chat, I did. There is a. Um, GIF or GIF, whoever you guys want to argue <laughs> that GIF. you can. Oh, from the commercial. <laughs> from the commercial. Oh, it's actually, beautiful. someone actually turned it into it and it was available via search right from my chat of the guy about to be eaten by a fake alligator. Yeah. That's mm. beautiful. I don't okay. know how uh, I feel about that, actually. Living in Florida, yeah. I don't know. It's not that yeah, easy, damn it. <laughs> there's a lot of things to fear in Florida. Yes. But one of those things is wow. out of control semi trucks. That is very true. You and must an be careful. Excellent segue to what we're heading into now. And I blame all of you people for this. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. No, actually, we're not. We've got music. I was going to say, about. did we want to skip the music? What <laughs> no, happened? We're definitely, yes, we're definitely not skipping the music. Sorry. I, I scrolled up too far. It's the same general idea, though. So let's talk about some music, Jimmy. You, you you got the lead again. Yes, let's talk about some music. And for that, I'm going to intri- introduce you guys. Uh, Angelo, um, we met a very interesting way um, in line for a concert. Orgy. No, thought it was Both the orgy. Times. Both, Both times. Yes. Um, we, what, con- what show was that? That was actually Time Cop with uh, Corinne... Aeon rings and yeah. then we did meet because that oh, was man. The, I, I was at the show too. Yeah, it was uh, it was great. We're in in line in the hot weather in the summer. Um, I think we all waited in line for about like an hour and a half, two hours to get inside Will's yeah, Pub. Mm-hmm. We were all shirtless. Um, yeah. yeah, that was uh, Will's Pub. I I think uh, I had I was like following you guys or or you on my phone. And he was like, hey, that's us. Oh, hey, that's me. You know, well, yeah, we're we're, <laughs> we're following each other. <laughs> so um, tell us uh, tell us about yourself. Uh, let's see. Uh, Max Overdrive 1986, mostly specialized in kind of a weird futuristic version of synthwave meets electronic music. A uh, little bit of the retro wave, but uh, having a new kick to it nowadays. But also we uh, we started off as a two man team and now I'm an individual solo artist. And uh, the goal here is to kind of create a sound that you would normally hear on like a John Hughes soundtrack. So we're kind of switching or I'm switching gears on some of the auditory direction for this dystopian uh, kind of approach for music nowadays with Synthwave. It's it's very cool to hear it evolve. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it's, you know, how many, let's see, three to four years ago, it was all kind of the, the purpose was, was outrun. You know, it was yeah. all 
uh, high high paced and and you know kind of pulse pounding how how much can can this sound like a video game where it's kind of progressed and evolved into its its own thing and uh i i think um on this this track that we're about to listen to you you have done that so well um can you tell us what the track is when you are going to premiere it and what is uh some of the inspiration behind it? yeah so a lot of the music that i've kind of involved myself around i started off with a lot of punk uh, some kind of industrial music, uh, early, early nineties and kind of migrated into electronic music from there. A lot of that's always been that four, four pounding bass with the snare, uh, that kick drum is going, uh, it's always kind of been that deep root for me. So I wanted to introduce a little bit of that back into what I was creating, which mm. normally had a very slower tempo. This song is a little bit faster. Uh, we're going at about 120 BPMs as opposed to the 90 to the 100. Um, that's very typical in the synth wave world. And I also kind of wanted to bring a different sound that was a little bit more emotional to what my original uh, goal was with, uh, with the track. I kind of stopped it halfway. It actually took me about seven months or so to get this track going. Uh, I've switched so many directions with it and I was super happy once I finished it. Uh, luckily I'm able to have uh, a few other artists. I'm not going to say yet and spoil it, but uh, I have a few other artists that will be doing a, a remix of the track. that's going to be released with the song uh, roughly April 3rd uh, this, this year. Uh, hoping to launch it beforehand, but then coronavirus came around. I figured give it a little bit of breathing time and let people kind of digest what's happening in the world and then introduce a song. As uh, long as you're not breathing within six feet of another person. Correct. Or, you know, just sucking on tabletops, which yeah. uh, could be pretty bad, but the or track eating dead <laughs> hobos, Rob. <laughs> yes. The track itself is called I cook uh, it Lost first. Without You. Oh, then you're good. Sorry. <laughs> um, my apologies. <laughs> continue uh the track itself is called lost without you um it's it's kind of referencing the uh the turmoil of somebody that's been going through the loss of a relationship and friendship and life and you're just feeling absolutely in a world and a in a realm that isn't your typical uh comfortable world so you're just feeling kind of lost in this limbo and i kind of took it in a different approach as opposed to being something super depressive and and uh kind of angry i just kind of went with something mm -hmm. that would make me feel good during that moment get in the car turn the car on take off and just have the wind blowing it's the middle of the night the lights are rolling it just the way i felt with that so that's kind of the direction behind it i can certainly um feel that in in the track and if, if we could could we uh hear uh play a little bit of that right now yeah let's do it let's do a little sneak uh pre-release
So guys, that was just a little uh, piece of Lost Without You by Max Overdrive, 1986. Angelo, it's beautiful. Um, it's it's you know speaking to that emotion that you were talking about still a little bit faster and and overall i think hopeful thank you that's that's great to hear because that's kind of how i fall kind of fall between a lot of these songs is what's Mm -hmm. my result at the end you know how do i feel afterward uh it could be a beautiful song could be composed beautifully but how do you feel afterward? And when I watch movies, that's uh, all these eighties movies, watching Don, John Hughes movies, uh, Carpenter movies, you have this emotion that's running through. And back then, even though some of these composers were wonderful, those songs were terribly written. I mean, <laughs> they were so bad, but they're so great oh, because once, once yeah. you're done and then you, 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 you hear the song or you see the clip with, of the movie and then that song rolls in; it just sets it all off. It's it's a good point. So I'm glad that you uh, you feel that way after hearing it. Yeah, man. What are, what are the plans for this? Uh, you mentioned video. Uh, we'll be be maybe seeing some video for this, um, perhaps in the near future. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, um, I'm not sure about time frame, but we're definitely working on something for the uh, original track. Uh, the single for uh, Lost Without You. I'm working with some people right now on trying to create a nice, good mood board and some screens. So from there, who knows? We'll see what the end result is. Maybe we can do it good. Awesome. Thank you so much for letting us play some of that. Hey, thanks for uh, allowing me to play it with you guys or play it for you guys. I love hearing terms like mood boards and screens because I'm constantly trying to convince students who might like might be listening to this um, that people in the professional world do that and that they shouldn't skip past that. Oh, and never stop! That. that is that is beautiful stuff. That students, yeah. what do you yeah, mean? I have to do stupid students again. I did pre-pro last month. That was for a different project. Oh, I was you so some of the. I, I was so stubborn in the beginning days of my graphic design and web design uh, era. I, I was so stubborn and it wasn't until probably about eight years into it. I kind of just caved in and said, wow, these things actually do help between. It's my first project <laughs> that I did redo, redo from the beginning because the st- I found a style after the fact that was the biggest one. I was like, Oh yeah, that was my mistake. Yep. See that pre-planning mm-hmm. mood boards, everything, man, that works. So I've, I've got some, some music questions here. Let's so what was your musical background before? Did you, did you play anything? Did you, I know you mentioned, you know, you like uh, early nineties industrial and punk perhaps stuff. ministry. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> if that show gets canceled, I'm going to be so oh, pissed. Oh, right? that's right. They are coming, aren't they? Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. Who knows? Oof. Hold, hold on to your tickets, man. If yeah. you have them, I haven't bought them. Oh, I forgot them. all about it. <laughs> it's they're, they're down to single seats. So. Yeah. Uh, so as far as my mus- musical background, the only thing I, I normally played was a broken sure SM 57 that I used to scream into. Um, nice. I, uh, I, I would say I sang, but that would be really, really, really giving me a lot of credit. Offensive uh, <laughs> to other people. Yeah, correct. Yeah, I'm uh, the same boat. I understand that. So aside from screaming into microphones, um, I decided uh, to venture off in, like I mentioned, the electronic music world. And around 1994, got heavily into Orlando dance music, Kimball Collins, uh, Sasha, 
I mean, it was just kind of this, oh, this wow. realm of yeah. early beginners, these pioneers. Who's, who's the big one that, that lived here uh, for Kim a while? Wong? He's always at, no, he's always at EDC. Oh, shoot. Oh, there's too many nowadays. I don't know. Nectar? <laughs> yeah. No. No. Cascade. Yeah, I don't pay Cascade. attention to the That's new Cascade. people. <laughs> yeah, it was Cascade. He, Cascade. He's always talking about Oh, his really? Time here. I don't remember him here. I guess mm-hmm. I didn't pay attention back then for those guys. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I ended up DJing dark German electro um, and some progressive breaks. And from there, I kind of took that world and started doing uh, music production and um, technical directing with a local company called Heavier Than Gravity. And we used to do a lot of these uh, staging and lighting and visual designs for uh, live screens and live events all over the state. Uh, so from there, I just kind of kept that beat going. I didn't really produce anything as far as uh, actual music that was out on record or uh, out in the real world. I did play around for a bit, you know, things like Reason. Uh, I played around with mm. uh, a couple 808 machines that friends had here and there. I always stuck to DJing, but uh, I'd probably say, let's see, about three years ago is when I really got back into the whole world of wanting to get my hands dirty into music. So I've just been training myself. I'm self-taught with my artwork that I do and in my profession, um, self-taught with music that I'm creating now, uh, self-taught. Uh, I'm very proud to say that I taught myself how to tie my shoes. Um, that's Congratulations. <laughs> just recently, by the way, <laughs> at the age of 42, <laughs> I was say that was, that was <laughs> at the like age of week. 42. Um, <laughs> so, so I just, uh, I just wanted to make something that, that made me feel good. And it wasn't in dance music. It wasn't, punk mm-hmm. i took away those things were like my kind of my my roots and i wanted to make something different and synthwave is great but i felt like it's very oversaturated with that same dream wave or that same kind of very slow monotone feel much of what jimmy was talking about and i was like what do i do mm-hmm. what do i what do i make and so taking this new approach doing chords that nobody nobody really would try or um or break the norm as far as creating yeah. songs. So that's my approach. Kind of a crazy man, sort of crazy old man. What, 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 sorts, of, what sorts of software are you using? Uh, currently using Ableton Live. Um, I've got a lot of VST plugins uh, behind me. You're probably seeing a small table that has some a couple synths and a couple items. But uh, on the other side that's unviewable is my uh, giant battle station with a oh, uh, DeepMind 12. That. Let's see if I can spin this for oh, you guys. Here we go. Yes. Oh, is, wow. So, that's beautiful. I've got that. on the wall. Oh, yeah. I've got yeah. my DeepMind 12. I've got a, a Korg uh, Minilog. I've got yeah. a couple other elements up here that help me produce some of the music that has that, that time, relatable timepiece sound. Uh, it's sounding a little bit classic rather than new and... Uh, Ravy, <laughs> you can say. I do. Uh, that's impressive. I do like the gimp costume hanging on the wall there. Well, that's to the. Oh, was I not supposed to canvas of human skin? That yeah, that was not a costume. That's actually my twelve-year-old son. Oh, oh, in a gimp. <laughs> <laughs> wow. wow, he forgot to wash the dishes. 
I, I understand. I understand. He's, <laughs> he's being punished. You'll learn. You'll, You'll learn. Lay down the law, man. Yeah. We understand. We got yeah, you. Yeah. Well played. Well played. Yeah, uh, I was listening today. Actually, I had to. I had to go out into the apocalypse today, dun, and dun, I was. Dun. I was listening to you on uh, on Amazon uh, Prime ah, music. Yes. So you Did should you? be expecting your your one cent of uh, money there. Is if you don't get it. Let me know. I think it's I more know. like. I think it's like a, a like a an eighth of a cent that I get from that. But I, well, like I listen to, like I listen to every, thing. I listen exactly. to every single thing that you have. I listen to everything you have on there. Okay, twice. All right, so all then the I out one entire penny. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, you're, you're I do welcome. appreciate it. Yeah, um, as well as we, I mean, we've played your music quite a bit in our classroom, and as well, oh, yeah, awesome. um, back in the day, awesome. But um, uh, I really, I really enjoyed Hollowed. Thank you. That's a, that's a new release. That's actually supposed to be um, was supposed to be released with a comic book that was digital uh, uh, probably about six months ago, I would probably say uh, a company uh, defunct graph or comics had reached out to me and stated, we need somebody to produce a soundtrack for this, which kind of confused me because it was a comic book until he stated that it was digital and needed something to go with this time traveling cop, almost Terminator esque uh, comic book storyline uh, they did a Kickstarter. Unfortunately, it did not get the mm. uh, amount of funding that it needed, but we had all royalties and rights to do whatever we wanted to. And by we, um, I'm actually working on, or I worked on that song with John Autumn from A Haunting Autumn, uh, who's, uh, who's a really awesome, awesome, talented artist. And uh, he does some really good work, um, not just with music, but with his hands and sculpting these really sketchy and scary um, candy snatcher masks. He's uh, he's he's a creepy man, man. Ooh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just thinking about it now. The room's dark. I don't know. I might have to uh, turn the light on. Uh, Greg just turned his lights off like a weirdo. It's kind of sexy though for a second. Yeah, right. I do, I do like uh, living in the dark. There. Oops. I also like Siri randomly coming on for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Siri, shut up. Oh, she can't hear That's me. Odd. Yeah. I was hoping I could see some of these masks. I'll have to check that up. Oh, check yeah. Definitely. But, uh, no, it's just a, it's a very cool song. Um, you know, the whole, it, there's actually a little, there's something to driving in at rush hour with no traffic. Oh, yeah. On the 408. I was, I was driving at 530. Literally no traffic the entire way. I heard which about is crazy this. in Orlando. Yeah, I heard yeah. about this. And and your music is a great soundtrack for that. It's, so. <laughs> it's it's like an empty, you know, kind of this uh uh what's what's the word kind of dead world that we're we're in in Florida sometimes. It's just right it, it, almost like hurricane time, you know, where people are hiding really out, but yeah. it's not really affecting the, the weather. <laughs> but yet nobody's nobody's <laughs> driving. It's it's kind of it's kind of crazy. But but your power is going to go out, so make sure you eat all your ice cream. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Don't threaten this me with a good time. If this was a, <laughs> I was sick. Jimmy's like challenge accepted. He's, he's like sitting there spooning gallons of ice cream into his mouth. I'm getting all. This is where you need that beard bib. It is beard it's beard. all over your face right now. <laughs> all of all of us are bearded. Look at that. We are. We are bearded. We, we could. Uh, we are the spokespeople for the Give Me Five podcast, Maximum Overdrive, 1986. 
bearded podcast. Beard, it's beard, uh, beard cast. As, beard cast. As the kids are doing now, it's going to be GMF X <laughs> Max Overdrive 1986. Do this. There you That's go. how they announce collaborations. Can I find it on Wish? Maybe. Oh, okay. Right. Not it yet. comes in a package with Billy Bayou. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. And a, and a free butterfly here. sticker. <laughs> I'm getting some. Uh, I think some Photoshop. I would order that here. shit. <laughs> I love the ads I get for Wish because I don't. Because Wish is definitely one of those things, those ads <laughs> that like listens to you on your phone and you pop pops up ads. Mine is all or at least knows. Mine is all fucking Tupac Shakur onesies and shit. Oh, I would take those. Are they adult size? Yeah, dude. Oh, that's even better. But is it his whole face as the entire onesie? Well, let's or see. We got, um, a bunch of little faces. That'd be awesome if it makes it look like you have the Thug Life tattoo. Yes. Like a body I piece with, yes. like, with like the boxers showing and the pants. Mm-hmm. Man. We- Mine is all mesh underwear for dudes. It's <laughs> always that. <laughs> And then if you scroll through the ad a little bit, it gets to the um, medical devices that you never want to buy a medical device on Wish. Yeah, right. One of them is like a thing that will like pull out a, a toenail if it gets in ingrown. Yes. I've like, seen that one. I've seen that one. Quote, <laughs> medical <laughs> devices. Yeah. I don't want, ever want to buy lotion from them. It just seems so yeah. sketchy. No. I don't no. care how wonderful and <laughs> Jesus oily it can make me look. It, it, comes, it comes with a basket. Oh, that's that's even better. Breakdown is, is that that is a lot of diarrhea in that toilet, <laughs> or some really good soup, <laughs> <laughs> some delicious Irish stew yes. for eating from a toilet, and that that'd be gross. Oh we should make God. some toilet shaped soup bowls. No, <laughs> toilet stew that yes. is a thing that is already but, a thing. Ah, uh, no, man. Damn it. Was that like a Man. packet of MSG they were putting into that soup? I don't know. I'm just, I need to get out of here. Otherwise I'm going to be broke. Yeah. It's, it's a different world. I think I've spent millions on wish in yen. Uh, $32. Yes. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I've only bought one thing from wish. It was a, a, uh, one of those masks for EDC that like makes it look like half of your face is a skull. Yeah. You know, like the, it's like a bandana, but, but it's a mask, but it was actually printed on a, a, a t-shirt sleeve. Oh, that's that had great. Been cut off that had either been cut off or whatever. So it was printed on a t-shirt sleeve and it would not fit over any human being's head, much less my giant melon, <laughs> but it was a dollar so, 50 shipping. Yeah. Oh, and it was free. Oh. You just paid. You just paid shipping, actually. Nice. And it took like three months to get here, and I <laughs> completely I was like, forgot what? about it. Yep. That, I'm like, what the hell is this? That's why it shrunk. <laughs> yep. Okay. Sorry about that. Back. Let's let's go back to to delicious, wonderful synth music. Uh, Jimmy, you got any other questions? I don't. I just uh, a general comment. I, I talked about um, how I think kind of everybody was trying to do the same thing when it when it first dropped, when it was either Perturbator or Gunship or or even the Midnight, when uh, a lot of people were trying to replicate that sound. But uh, with with Lost Without You and I think the direction that you've gone and, and the thing that you're doing, um, the novelty on a lot of artists has worn off for me. Um, however, with your music and what you're doing, uh, that to me, I will continue listening to. Awesome. That's great to hear. Uh, and I'm very excited to, uh, to hear more. I can't wait to hear some of the remixes. Although I've, I've gone on record saying not, I'm not a big remix person, but I'm very interested to see, uh, how other people interpret 
uh, what you've done. And uh, I I look forward to you, man, when this when this whole shit clears up coming out yeah. to see you. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I, I think uh, everybody wants to hear somebody say that their music has done something. And I know it's kind of cliche, like, oh, my my song saved somebody's life. Um, but I, you know, I don't think that way. I just more in my mind, I think it's nice to know that somebody appreciates what you're working on, whether it's uh, somebody who's been working with music forever or a short time, if you've made some kind of impact and and kind of gave a little bit of hope, especially for a genre that it has been around for a little bit, but the little time that it has been, it's been very saturated and feels, you know, like it's already lost. And we're all still trying to make it and trying to keep it going. We've got great bands uh, on artists like uh, ACP Pro in Central Florida. You know, Aeon Rings mm-hmm. now lives in uh, in the West Coast. There, Moon Dragon. I mean, the list is just growing with really raw and awesome talent here. So I'm so happy to be part of it and also be able to actually get on the show and talk to you guys. And when it's not at a show and me trying to stick you guys with a bunch of stickers on your pockets and in your head (laughs) and I'm drunk all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we want to move from maximum overdrive 1986 to maximum overdrive that was released in 1986. Oh wait, that's not a coincidence. uh, I don't know. No, yes, it was. <laughs> it is if there's any lawyers uh, uh, listening. There are not lawyers. Actually, there's one lawyer listening oh, at least, but he's he's a good guy. But anyway, uh, I'll, I'll do the opening here. Rob, I just said I'll do the opening. Come on. No? No giggity for me? Well, I don't think he's actually listening. <laughs> he's just shaking his head. Something's wrong. <laughs> yeah. He's got to use the bathroom. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, no, you know. always does. Uh, that movie was released in July of uh, July twenty fifth. Thank you. Wow, he's on delay. Nineteen eighty six. It was written and directed by Stephen King, kind of, uh, starring Emilio Estevez, Pat Hingle, Laura Harrington, Harley Smith, and of course Stephen King are in there. Yeah, uh, Maximum Overdrive. Uh, it is the tale of a group of people trying to survive when machines start to come alive oh, and yeah. become homicidal. It is a tale of people at basically at a truck stop with killer trucks and arcade games and what else? Uh, and what what was the name that this uh, this movie was based on? What was the name of the short story, Jimmy? Uh, trucks, yeah, trucks. trucks was the original. It's like a short, trucks. yeah. That's correct. They're, they're the guy a dollar. <laughs> they're there's a, a movie called Trucks, um, which I'll have to check out. But I chose this movie. Um, it, it is my week to host. And uh, after talking with Angelo, um, we decided that we'll, we'll talk about this. And uh, now this this movie has um, everything amazing, I think, that that came out of the mid to late 80s. You've got arcades. You've got Emilio Estevez, Stephen King. You've got trucks with big clown faces on the front, or demon the, faces on the front yeah. of them. It's the oh, Green yeah. Goblin, bitch. It is the Green Goblin. So, bitch. this movie, <laughs> written... Uh, baseball yes. kids. Oh. <laughs> Riding on bikes. Written... And getting little run over steamrollers. Deke Keller gets run over. 
How amazing. When that, when that kid wrecked his bike, I was like, wait, are the bikes being taken over too? Oh, yeah. I'm like, how the hell did he wreck his bike like that? What it's, happened? Is that kid? Deke is that Keller. kid's name? Deke Keller, Deke? I believe, and, and uh, his father, Duncan that. Keller. Wow. You, yeah, that's you, actually you my stage in. name for uh, Max Overdrive. <laughs> yep, I was, I was wondering about that. Uh, uh, I didn't want. I yeah, didn't I'm say not. Yeah, because not, of not affiliated with any of that stuff. <laughs> not at all. That was that was how I had to contact you. That's why. It's oh man, in, in watching this, uh, it just it it jumps in pretty quickly, um, and it 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 grabs you and it doesn't let go. I, all I could think of, it's all fun and games until you get hit in the nuts with a soda <laughs> <Yes>. can. <laughs> and, and, or in the head. Did you see that head? And wound? then it gets yeah. very serious. He's like, he gets hit in the balls. The a vending machine shoots so out of coke at his, at his, yeah, at his grundle bundle. And um, he sinks down to his knees and the kids are all, ha, ha, ha. You know, that's so funny. And then right in the chest, and say okay, and then dead. God. Um, jumps right in the the ma- machines. Uh, so it starts off Earth. It starts off kind of normal with just like signs saying like <laughs> yes. "fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, fuck you." <laughs> Honey, <laughs> and an AT- <laughs> and this this ATM just called me an asshole. Just Stephen called King. me an asshole. Stephen oh, King and his those are always work. so hard to digest. <laughs> Yeah. That okay. So that scene. Did anybody else think the bridge scene was a little weird? The bridge scene was very weird for a bunch of reasons. Yeah. What, what stuck out to you? The the physics and yes, and how they didn't <laughs> actually work. I was like, dude. I was like, wait, wait a minute. Oh, <laughs> I loved how many times they had people fall out of. So the the very first kind of. Uh, sign that something's wrong aside from these machines which it could have very well been somebody on the outside just typing that stuff but the uh, a bridge goes up by itself and the cars fall back into each other how many times they had people fall out of one windshield through another through another <laughs> yes was just amazing they on a drawbridge yes. that was 45 degree angle <laughs> that's it watermelons everywhere the, the bridge is standing on its head. Somehow there is a patch of watermelons directly outside this guy's door that hasn't moved. And he just lands face first in it. But the the other question I had, and mm-hmm. I and I may have I may have got my answer, but it wasn't until the bridge was all the way up. The motorcyclist. Yeah. He fell he first sl- and slid. He slid down the bridge and then fell into the water. And I was like wait a minute he would be sliding towards the street not towards the open end where the water was yeah i noticed that as well my favorite part of uh his demise i guess we never saw him again was the uh the muffled scream from within the motorcycle helmet <laughs> yeah and there's, there's a, I had to hear like that a dying dog because, <laughs> i had to hear that part twice yeah <laughs> Exactly. I mean, it's it's just that sequence, man, was was absolutely amazing. And and how about the product placement for ACDC? Yeah, oh, it was on did, the side of a who truck. Did the, uh, who did the uh, the soundtrack, soundtrack for the yeah, movie? That's crazy, right? 
I did like the one watermelon falling through the glass. Uh, oh yeah, um, just uh, sunroof. sunroof. Yeah. yeah, which and it was like they treated it with a musical hit that made it seem like this was <laughs> this was it. This was the Jason coming through the shower wall or whatever. It was a big music hit on this thing, just smashing through the glass, and then they cut to a scene of just people leaving the car. Which speaking of yeah. uh, with uh, about uh, ACDC, they're actually the first and the only band I've ever seen where they put up the credits. And it's actually their logo. So it's like music by and then ACDC with a little yellow, yellow letters and a red lightning bolt right down the center, which is really weird. I've never seen that before in a movie. It's kind of a lot of product placement going on, as you mentioned. Yeah, Stephen King, yeah, was- probably the world's biggest ACDC fan. <laughs> now, did did any of you notice that throughout the movie, they kept dropping like song titles for ACDC like in the dialogue Did they? Uh, yeah, I never that. caught that like what? like like it one it, the one that really caught my attention because I was like did anybody ever really say that in the 80s there was some guy in the background that went oh hell's bells I was like he did oh. say that, yes. I was like did anybody ever really say that what <laughs> A man might be a North Carolina thing why is it Rob that always figures out the music references that's so weird <laughs> And I, and I was, I just thought it was funny because I, I don't think that was the only one. I think there were a couple of others that I heard that I was like, oh, it was just that one stood out to me because I was like, I don't think anybody ever really said that. That was. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious now if, if you listen to the soundtrack or check out the titles, if the, the titles are actually words within the movie then. There's so many little Easter eggs going on because Hell's Bells yeah. is on the soundtrack. Well, and I, and I, and I and I and I called out to to uh, to to the guys on our Discord chat. I was like, "Oh, there it is!" She said the name of the movie. <laughs> all the all the machines went into maximum overdrive. There's the name. Oh, there it is. Would have been more impactful if she looked right into the camera right. and it zoomed right in and no, then no. said it. She, yeah. If, if she just said, "All the machines just went into maximum overdrive," <laughs> and it paused, just paused, just and there. In. <laughs> Yeah, like in Velocipaster. <laughs> but, uh, man, there's this. Which, if you haven't seen Angelo, you really oh, should watch I that because it was classic. What movie? Velocipaster. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Some part <laughs> never coming up soon. Coming soon. Because they'll film it in about three days. That bad, huh? Or, sorry, that good. It's true. They need, yeah. That good. That good. Yeah, good. Bayou that good. yeah. It gets it gets so, four Bayou Billies. I, I wanna four Bayou Billies. That's a lot of game <laughs> wrangling. Um we should make Bayou Billy the movie. Right. Oh man, where where to go? Oh god, yeah. Um where to go with this? Some of the, the deaths are very memorable, yes. like Rob mentioned. There is the uh the the young person getting uh, bulldozed was it what is that? Uh, it's a steamroller. Steam you've got run steam a, a baseball steam player in center yeah. field right near the scoreboard. He's riding a bike and just inexplicably gets, falls over. You know what they? He flip, not only falls over. I mean, he like flips he, it. He <laughs> he like flips yeah over the handlebars. I was like, that's what the hell just in happened? baseball. They call that the yips. If you ever YouTube <laughs> yips. baseball yips, it's just the funniest thing. Guys will just get the yips yep. and they'll just they'll accidentally swing the bat or something. It's just a, a thing that happens. So there's that one. Throw the ball into the stands. Oh, so it's like the 
players, soccer players, they get flicked in the ear and then jump around and do backflips <laughs> yeah. and go, I'm hurt. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, but there, there's some other really, really good ones here aside from people getting, uh, uh, what was, um, the kid's dad gets just completely slammed because he can't see because he got poisonous gasoline sludge in his eyes. But, uh, the, the, well, she wasn't killed, but the, girl that works the counter where a electric knife comes to life mm. and then somehow <laughs> manages chases to her. and chases her. <laughs> that, that's happened to me before. A couple <laughs> times, actually. Real nice. While creating songs. <laughs> the, the door opens up and there's... What about the little thing. mule that keeps driving around? The saddest of all... You guys the saddest remember? of all the death, deaths, by the way, <laughs> was the dog that had a toy car stuck in its mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was that? It was was still alarming. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) little toy police car. So there was, yeah. The, uh, where's the other ones? Oh, yeah, there was the machine gun on the, that. That machine gun took out like six people. Mm -hmm. That was, that was the one on the mule, wasn't it? Was that that the mule, the the yellow thing? The little, like, uh, the little tiny little kind of sh- little cart looking yeah, yeah. with the machine gun on it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 It's, it's like, <laughs> well, and the other thing was was I, I that I, I felt like they could have done a better job with some of these things because there is no way that these giant ass trucks should have been able to sneak up on people. No, because they definitely <laughs> snuck up on a couple of people, and I'm like, How the last one, the last kill in the whole movie, the truck like snuck up on them. Yeah, I'm like, how did you not hear that thing coming? Not only that, yeah. but all he had to do was run 30 feet to his left, and he could have just jumped in the water. Mm-hmm. But it was dark. Oh, my yeah. God. Now, this truck that we're t- Rob and I are talking about <laughs> is uh, is the famous truck from the show, from the movie. You see it in a lot of uh, – I've seen it in a lot of other things. It's the semi-truck with the green goblin head on the front of it. Yeah, it was it kind happy of ser- time toy or the, happy toys or whatever. Yeah. yeah. This, that serves as like the main villain in this villainless uh, film. Well, there's the the Bible salesman. He's kind of a villain. Was that a thing? Yeah, I had Bible salesman. So I think I've told this story before, but when I was in college and I managed a books a million. You were a Bible salesman. The, no, the worst person <laughs> I met was a Bible salesman. He was a Bible, like... He was a Bible and Bible cover salesman, and he was a complete sleazeball, just like this guy. And he would come in and talk. No, he was, I don't remember what he looked like, but he would come in and he would like hit on all the the girls that worked at the the place. (laughs) And then he would, he was talking to me and this is, mind you, this is a person who I was the, the manager of the store. So I had to like order from him. And he would come in and he would talk about the customers that were buying his supplies. He's like, man, I sell so many of these Bible covers because these Christian idiots will buy anything. And I'm like, you're, you're, no, you're saying this out loud, right? In the store. <laughs> in front of people. everybody. Yeah. And I was like, and I'm like, I, so as soon as the guy came up and I found it like the first time you see him, he's hitting on a girl in a car. I don't think we knew he was a Bible salesman yet, but he's like trying every time he's talking to this, this hitchhiker girl, who's a, another main character late, we meet later on. He's got his, he's like put his hand on her leg until she finally like threatens him uh, with one of my favorite quotes of the movie. Um, if you don't get your hand off my leg, you're going to be wiping your ass with a hook the next time you take a dump. <laughs> nice. That, that right there is quality, quality uh, uh, back off. Beautiful writing. Beautiful writing. 
as you find out that the sleazeball, of course, is a Bible salesman, and I'm like, oh, maybe all Bible salesmen are sleazeballs. Do we still have those? I th- I, we did as of 2001. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, he was he was kind of a sleazeball, but and so was the, the owner of the, the whole gas station thing where he was uh, messing with the, the ex-convicts and had a stockpile of weapons inexplicably. Actually, speaking of the, yeah. the gas station, did you know that even after they built the set, truck drivers actually still stopped there? And <laughs> the, the town got tired of telling people, hey, dude, that's a set that doesn't work. Nobody's here. So please leave. There's no gas. There's yeah, no nothing there. Yeah, some yeah. other really notable uh, quotes from this. Um, the the first one that just kind of had me uh, not so much rolling on the floor, but you know, laughing out loud <laughs> is when the guy is stuck in the little like truck stop arcade, and all the glass breaks on one of the machines. He just mm-hmm. goes, "Yo, mama." <laughs> just oh and and how about the scene with emilio estevez and that other guy taking a dump and throughout the whole conversation you've just got these fart noises i'm like what the, f- the f- i would that's why you never have conversations with other dudes while in the bathroom yeah, yeah. it's shitting time <laughs> In the toilet, yep. Although, who says in your mama Wilmington, in like, the countryside looking? Yeah, I must have driven. Kinda, the, I don't know. I don't know if anybody really said your mama back then over there. The, the semis <laughs> in, were kind of like Hickville. <laughs> so many <laughs> right? times. But, uh, Yardley Smith and her new husband, uh, Curtis. So, so hold on. So annoying. So yeah, she oh, was she's but screaming it, so much. I like to believe that that the same char- that the character here is the same character that was in the Legend of Billie Jean, yep. where because it was the same year that these movies were both made. So I would like to believe that Yardley Smith got her period in Legend of Billie Jean, and then almost immediately found a husband, and then battled sentient trucks because she. Well, her she's like, pull over. I got to use the bathroom. The dude's like, yep. can I watch? <laughs> yeah yeah (laughs) like only if you pay 19 that goes very well in in the 2000s nowadays goes very well (laughs) which by the way is kind of weird because not that part but the fact that at the same time they were filming uh maximum overdrive David oh, Lynch was in town I, doing know, uh, Blue uh, Velvet, which is it's, a it's weird combination because you know all those guys are all getting dude. together and getting freaky. And uh, weird. Stephen King, weird dude. Stephen King, <laughs> for the same reason he doesn't remember writing Cujo, is probably writer. doesn't have a whole lot of recollections from this film. Stephen King, you know, battled of a lot of demons and uh he he's even gone on and said uh <laughs> to quote the man he says the problem with the film is that i was oh, yeah. coked out of my mind all through its production and i didn't know what i was doing um certainly did it this is his only directing credit and one could say that uh perhaps even george romero himself directed this movie 
uh, because he was the that. one, he was on set frequently. He was giving Stephen King a lot of advice. Uh, George Romero, of course, famously, Night of the Living Dead, uh, yeah. you know, rest in peace. Um, but a lot of people have compared shots from this movie to shots from his films. It's like, oh, that's a Romero signature shot. You know, so you well, know. and and I've heard that this that Stephen King's only movie was like a travesty, and I'm like, well, yeah. I didn't really think it was that bad. I mean, I it, it was it was an '80s movie, and the acting was kind of ham handed, but it, all in all, I mean, the the movie wasn't a terrible movie; it was enjoyable. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would argue even even better than a Sharknado. It, it was. It was like the Sharknado. Um, if if the Sharknado 80s. came out the same year that this came out, I think people would be going, man, Very Sharknado is a bad movie. Um, I don't know how well this, this did in the theaters. I could not yeah. find that. It had a $10 million budget. I did find that. Well, that was, yeah, that was probably all good. a lot of cars getting destroyed. Well, yeah, and I was surprised. It looked, like a lot of the drawbridge. Came out. it looked like a lot of special effects were, in fact, them That's blowing. Like, it looked like Explode. they literally blew up the uh, the Dixie Boy. <laughs> like, with, like, full-on explosives, not, like, models or shit. They looked like they literally blew up the, the set that they had. The Dixie Boy, they did build that on the side of the road, mm-hmm. and they actually had to take out space in the newspaper because that's what people did back then when you wanted to distribute a message they had to say dear truck drivers please stop please stop coming here this is we're filming a movie coming (laughs) Uh, but man I I, you know you talk about budget and everything I can't imagine (laughs) how much it cost to um, it made that seven many million, trucks lined up. Seven million four hundred thirty-three thousand six hundred sixty-three. Mm. It oh. and it sold about nine hundred fifty-eight thousand five hundred seventy-four dollars in That's DVD and why. Blu-ray. I don't know why that information is online, but it is. It is. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Another one of those songs that I was that they referenced like hardcore in the movie was when the waitress lost her effing mind and came out and was like, we made you. Oh yeah. We made you. There you go. I'm like, yep. why is she screaming See, that? Again. It's just retarded. What, what another, was that about? Another song from the soundtrack. It was a reference to the who made who. <laughs> this movie is number f- number five thousand five hundred ninety six on the all time world there, domestic uh, box there office. Must be more. Sink <laughs> oh, the wow. pink. <laughs> uh, man, we've already talked about movies that have also come out Perfect. in nineteen eighty six. It was a very very difficult year uh, to have a movie like Maximum Overdrive come out. We had uh, the top top grossing film that year was Top Gun. Of course, followed by <laughs> full circle gentleman, Crocodile Dundee. Uh, and Legend of Billie Jean, <laughs> the best movie ever made. Oh, that gets uh, two and For a half you. by you, Billies. <laughs> it's, hold on. 
It's the was it was short it the sleeveless hair. jean jacket? Yeah, was it no, the sleeping sleeveless blood jean jacket? Actually, <laughs> this is really important for all of us. As I was driving up uh, uh, Mills Avenue, I drove by, like basically where a lot of the shows are, and there was three dudes getting arrested in front of Taco Chino. And and they were one of them was wearing a sleeveless jean jacket and a red like your typical red bandana with the like the southern pattern on it tied around his neck like a bandolier and all of them every single one of the dudes there looked like a um an eighties punk <laughs> like not punk like punk rocker but punk like if they wanted an eighties punk like to beat up Arnold Schwarzenegger in a park after dark or something. Like with a chain or a, a mesh shirt or something like that. They all look <laughs> like that. They're all getting arrested outside of Taco Gina. It was glorious. That's excellent. Uh, they yeah. arrested Kung Fury. Yeah. <laughs> like an oversized chain around their neck. Exactly. Like, I was just going to say, it sounds like either Kung Fury. Yeah, yeah, yes. <laughs> exactly. Or the guy that got shot <laughs> like in the balls by uh, Robocop. Those uh, roaming <laughs> punk gangs that we were all warned, warned about when we were kids have mm-hmm. uh, finally started coming out. Yeah. Now, you mentioned blowing up a truck, and for those of you uh, out there that somehow have managed to miss the news recently, there is a little bit of a toilet paper shortage. And I think all of us had the same reaction to one of the trucks gets blown up inexplicably by a bazooka <laughs> that they find in the back of this gas station. Yeah, this guy's got a stockpile. and He's a doomsday prepper. Yeah. He blows up a truck, and, bl- and out of the truck spills what, Rob? A shitload huh, of toilet paper. Oh, yeah. But a and whole lot of toilet I, paper. When I saw it out there, I actually texted you guys. I was like, no, all that wasted toilet paper. Flaming toilet paper rolls falling out of the sky. Yeah, it would. It would. It would. <laughs> oh, it would be nice and but warm sanitary. to use. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Same job. The, some of those last the idea left of just the movie, it like it makes sense, but it was like. I think it was kind of way before its time because I found it very interesting that these, so like apparently it's supposed to be a comet, which I don't think we said earlier, that's making these things come to life. Yeah. I started and, to, but then I, well, got, then there was yeah, the UFO that they talked about at the yeah, end of and, the movie. And then they had this tagline about a UFO. <laughs> I was like, what? And like, they mentioned the Russians somehow for some reason, the UFO was destroyed by a Russian quote, all- weather balloon. That Satellite. just yeah. so happened to be equipped with mm. grade five nuclear missiles and a laser cannon. Yeah, because in 1986, wow. yeah, in 1986, That's we actually like, were very terrified about what Russia had over there when they were like holding everything together with like chewing gum and, and duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> but so, yeah, <laughs> there's there's that aspect. But then. I thought it was interesting that these machines seem to be able to see <laughs> yeah, the people. And also I thought it was very convenient that mo- that none of the vehicles that had the actual heroes driving it or whatever seemed to be able to be controlled. Because it would have been a lot easier to kill these people if the car just took control of them and crashed. Yeah, because it, it seemed very convenient that the, the stars of the movie were able to keep control of their vehicles where people like that lady hanging out the window got killed by her car. Mm-hmm. Or you know various other. Or the people. one that was like driven, yeah, that was in, like stuck to a tree, and yeah, yeah the pizza guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were nice to their cars. An emotion. 
Yeah. You know, spot cleaning them, everything, vacuuming. Like the machine gun that shouldn't be able to spin around on its own or move on its own was. Just little things like that. I was like, I know it's a silly movie, but some of those things. But but this is triggering my suspension of disbelief, and I can't yeah, handle it. Exactly, exactly. You know, one of the things that I actually thought about because I was like, man, it really, it really kind of looks like these vehicles are being driven remotely. Did they have that kind of technology in 1986? They did. I think no, they, they did, they but did. I'm if not sure if they up, used it. it. Says that some of the um, some of them were. Did they? However, it didn't work very well. Right. Well, Obviously. that's that's. And that's what I, I was like. I was like, dang, you're, you're <laughs> yeah. actually doing a decent job with this. Mm-hmm. I, Let's yeah. just blow it up because it's going crooked. I, I did think that the, uh, the, the when the trucks were driving around <laughs> the whole station doing their little like, I don't know, the weird the shark truck circling. Hits. I was thinking like, yeah, like shark circling or like, uh, <laughs> like, like Indian Braves or something. Or is it Native American? Native American Braves. There we go. Uh, the the horns like were a little wagon circling. What are you trying? Yeah, to there you go. Yeah, there we go. That's what I'm going for. The the horns were disconcerting. <laughs> the Indian American Braves. <laughs> I'm gonna scalp you. Wow. <laughs> uh, the horns were di- were diff- were actually disconcerting, and that was there was some suspense in this movie. Uh, there was some. There was some. some. I had, there was a few moments where I'm like, get out of there. Because a lot of times the editing was a little bit weird to where, like, trucks definitely moved way further than they would have based on whatever sound was coming out of them. or And, like, you could have tell that people would have been able to get out of the way. But there was a few times where I was like, oh, okay, that's a little nerve-wracking. It seems like every horror story from or movie from yeah. the 80s. People have no peripheral vision whatsoever and can't hear, and can't hear no, anything. At all. They like falling. That's just, yeah. There's that's one ridiculous. thing um, in this movie. I don't know if you guys picked up on it. And, and I know we, you know, try and stay away from politics as much as we can on this show. But there's a scene. Um, I, I think everybody wakes up. They're all hungover. There's one guy sitting in the corner and he goes, I hate those fucking trucks. I hate mm-hmm. them. I never liked them anyway. I was like, did Donald Trump so prejudice? Maximum Overdrive when he was talking about mosquitoes. What? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think we found something I, here. I I think so. When Trump uh, was up there, and he was like, "Mosquitoes, I hate them. I never liked them anyway." He, he says it just like the dude talking about it. trucks and Maximum Overdrive. That's excellent. <laughs> I did not like, realize. I'm, I'm gonna have to reference all yeah, of his it's speeches it's now. All gonna be from Stephen King. Stories, yes, some weird. <laughs> and since we're talking about weird lines, how about the guy that just busts through the door and breaks the glass on the double swinging doors and just yells, "What the fuck is going on?" <laughs> just at that part too in my notes, green shirt like, guy, <laughs> green shirt guy, what the green fuck is going guy. on here? <laughs> like what? That sounds very North Carolina. You know, that's pretty spot on. Just, yeah, random people bursting through a door, like smashing glass out of the way, and saying, "What the fuck's going on?" Yeah. Yeah. happened all the time when I lived in North Carolina. Yeah. All the I heard time. that's how uh, Coach K got his job at Duke up there. He just burst into the athletic department and said, what the fuck's going on here, man? hey Sports yeah. joke. It was a sports joke. I don't know anyone else from North Carolina. Like Jimmy, I guess. 
for a little, little very yeah. small amount of my my life. <laughs> I was wondering where you were going with the politics thing. I never heard that quote, which is probably a good thing. Uh, yeah, I thought you were act- like I thought you were actually going to rally in a mosquito king. It's like I don't like mosquitoes. I never did. <laughs> so because it wasn't here, as opposed to everyone else on the planet that does like them, right? Like I, I'm pro mosquito. Actually, no, no, whatever. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so. <laughs> Have we have we said all that could be said about Max Murder? Actually, probably not. There's probably way more. No, there's, there's there's so, so much. much. It's crazy. There's so much we don't have time for. Like the we, we uh, did not mention Emilio Estevez at all. By the way, well, he's in this I'm, movie. I'm about to okay. the uh, post coital scene with him and um his What's your base? his new Billy or his new Jimmy squeeze. or I, I think, think it's like his, Brett or Rhett or it's something. Brett. It's Brett. Yep. And, Brett? Uh, <laughs> Brad. Well, he's they're laying there and she's like oh you make love like a superhero and he's just like wiping her forehead with his finger and licking it <laughs> oh. that's the it's sauce like, man that's love sauce, I, love sauce. I, I, I put that stuff on on everything I put it on ice cream <laughs> I, I put it on ribs Post coital forehead sweat is yep. your favorite. Is your favorite seasoning? Yeah. Love sauce. Love sauce. <laughs> like, I, I think that was the scene in the movie that had me most like, "What the fuck?" There's, there's a, <laughs> out of all a, of them, that's, that's a product in itself. You need to sell that. Angelo's post coital forehead sweat. Good there on, we go. on meat, poultry. <laughs> good on beef, poultry, everything fish, in between, and seafood. Oh, yeah. Repair, repair, <laughs> repair synthwave cassettes. We'll, yes, we'll yeah. put that in the store right next to my uh, little Jimmy's bathwater. <laughs> <laughs> big seller, big seller. Oh. The Jimmy's bathwater. Yeah, the question I usually ask: Should this movie be remade? Oh, it probably has been in other forms, but there's been a couple of variants, I think, of of this movie. Like, uh, I mean, really, any movie where a robot goes insane. Sure, man. Stephen King's had such a revival in recent years, and, and his movies are actually like getting some getting, clout behind them and 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 getting good. So, yeah, hell yeah, man. Why not? You don't okay, have I, to modernize it. I, I think. That's well, true, I, you I, do. I think, that the I think movie you could do. benefit from a lot of the new special effects and stuff that they didn't have in the '86 that we've got now. So, well, right. I, but it, it it doesn't have to be set in 2020. No, so well, I, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. But I definitely think that, that this movie would benefit from a remake. Yeah, it could definitely benefit from a remake. I think it could actually benefit from being moved to now as well, because, as I said, cars don't have eyes. They can't see what they're going after. And, no, and now everything has a computer and a sensor and something. That's true. In it. And you know this. You know the movie is going to come out taking the the Tesla auto drive stuff and making it be like that's the weapon. It might not be like a, an inexplicable comet or something it could be a hacker or a lightning bolt that turns it alive or skynet mm. yes but you know that there's going to be something about so, that because we've already had it happen in real what happens with the older cars that- like a pinto station wagon <laughs> maybe they're the good guys that's very specific do you drive a pinto station wagon? i wish i have a gr- i have a gremlin <laughs> uh oh, nice. it has uh wow. it still has one tire on it I'll try to repair the other ones when I get a chance. You know what would be cool? It didn't explode by itself. <laughs> yeah, so that's still. Good. It'd be cool if. Are, are you in favor of a remake, sir? 
Angelo, we have three out of three out of four. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it would be interesting now that he actually uh, brought up the comment in regards to it having uh, newer cars with computers and uh, not just cars, but these big old backhoes and these caterpillars are all controlled by these systems as well. So let's do it. Let's see it. You can do it through your yeah, you, know, you mentioned the the Pinto and and maybe cars that aren't computer controlled, which you know. That like, goes back. I yeah. mean, we're into the nineties, you know, and, and probably in the late eighties, but what if the good guys have to find vehicles that aren't computer controlled? Ooh. That's, that's it. That's, that's it. Yeah. Right. That's, and they do something with them. I well, don't that's know. It's kind of like that battleship movie, which yeah, I'm admitting I saw that, but they had to get in like old school airplanes and boats because of the, uh, the, uh, other battleships, I think, were being controlled by some sort of Again, alien force. These aliens. Yeah. See? Mm. We need to build a wall around the Earth. The aliens. I never liked them. <laughs> well, it's okay. Once they get here, the virus has killed true. them anyway. Or water. Yeah. Water, yeah. So I did find one other thing as I was, as I was looking up some information about this movie. The very first, you know, where when you go into Google and it says people also ask (laughs) the very first question, meaning the question that people ask the most is, is Maxim overdrive based on a true story? (laughs) Yes. As if somewhere in history, people completely forgot that one time that a bunch of semi trucks came came to life across the entire world, apparently, and started murdering people. So people literally Googled is Maxim overdrive based on a true story. And it makes me very worried. Very, very worried. <laughs> well, but it's the same thing with this whole coronavirus thing. People are like, oh, my God, the power is going to go out. Civilization is going to collapse. We're not going to have anything. And we have 128 rolls of toilet paper. Do we need more? Five more. <laughs> yes. Yeah, five more. So, Rob, it's a good time for you to start brewing up one of those haven't pooped in two weeks situations. Because there's, there's going to be a shortage. You're going to be the last well, one have- left standing. Mm-hmm. Y'all can come over and this. use my bidet. You bought a bidet. I no. just have those, those one socks that that always get lost. I keep them in a bag, so I'm going to use those. <laughs> Gross I've got extra- and genius. <laughs> I've got an extraordinarily furry cat, so I'm good. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Okay, so <laughs> be going. What else do we Bear got? And a rabbit I love it. Are taking a shit in the woods. The bear turns to the rabbit and says, "Excuse me, sir, but do you have trouble with?" With shit sticking to your fur, and the rabbit says no. So the bear wiped his ass with the rabbit. There you go. (laughs) So, guys, that brings us to our question of the week. I can't think of any better segue. And that is going to be, what are your top five bands that name comes from or is inspired by films or television? If you don't have five, that's fine. If you do, if you don't, whatever. I will go ahead and go first to set the stage. How does that sound? All right. My number five. Now, this is going to be um, a band started by a person I have a lot of problems with, and that is Rob Zombie, the band White Zombie. Uh, Sex and Sisto, Devil Music, Volume 1. Did not leave the CD player in my car for years. I still absolutely love that album. 
Um, Rob Zombie, I have my opinions about him, but White Zombie, I loved. Uh, number, f- I'm for, I'm okay. I was wondering about that because I thought you hated White Zombie, but it's Rob Zombie that you're not a big fan of. It's okay. Rob Zombie that I have issues with. Yeah, gotcha. Um, number four, the Wu Tang Clan. Inspired by films, uh, martial arts films of the 70s. Uh, number three, this is where my list kind of gets gets a lot of fun, I think. Number three is Oakley Dokley. <laughs> that is a heavy metal band inspired by the character Ned Flanders from The Simpsons. They all dress like and have their hair styled like Ned Flanders, and they are fucking hardcore. Yeah, this guy's cracking it's- up awesome oh they're so good if you listen to them close your eyes you'd be like oh it's pretty good you know metal or you know and then you look at them and it's just like oh wow they they're going for it every single one of them uh number two the misfits based off the 1961 or not based off of, but the name inspired by the 1961 film starring Marilyn Monroe. Number one glitch in the system. That is, that's that was your band. Wasn't it? It was my band, a little band from Chesapeake, Virginia. I could never understand why I put the name out there. And my friends were like, yeah, cool. I guess they'd not, they had never seen the matrix. But, uh, yeah, came up with that, and uh, that's my number one in my heart and in my head. Who wants to go next? <clears throat> I, I can go, I suppose. So we're going to have a lot of crossover here. Uh, I'm going to start off with – see, I don't want to do this one right now because I know that someone else has it on their list. But um, So I'm going to change out my number five. Okay. I am. I'm going to change out my number five with Pennywise. All right. Pennywise, which everyone will know is from the movie It, but also a very popular punk band. Also very nice guys. I met them. Uh, Number three, My Bloody Valentine. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fantastic film. Fantastic film. The, The band is really hard to get into, although as a fan of 90s, rock and alternative and everything that came out of it. You're supposed to kind of understand them better than I do. It's noise rock and it is layer upon layer upon layer of <laughs> fuzzy ass guitar. Mm-hmm. And it's, it is a headache, but, but impressive. Uh, so that's number four. Uh, number three. I don't believe this fell to number three. It was my number one for a while. Oh. Wu-Tang Clan. Ain't nothing to fuck with. Yep. 1981 Kung Fu film. That's when uh, RZA decided to uh, – he was watching a 1981 kung fu film kung fu film called Shaolin and Wu-Tang, and that's when they decided to uh, grab the name. So that's, uh, that was three. Number two, White Zombie. We already talked about that. And number one, Black Sabbath. The band was named Earth. Yes, and, they were. And then they went to see a 1963 Boris Karloff horror film at a movie theater near the rehearsal space, and – the name was of the film was Black Sabbath, and that is how they ended up with that name. So that's amazing. I didn't even know that. Yep. That's that's pretty awesome. Yep. So who's next? All right. I can go unless Angelo wants to go next. Hey, go for it. I don't mind going last. All right. <laughs> well I, I want to make sure I didn't I didn't pick out the ones that are 
I've, you know, kind of already had on the list. <laughs> I, I do totally have a couple can. of honorable mentions. Sure. Um, and one of them I mentioned just because I know Greg absolutely hates it. But <laughs> I know which one you're going to say because it was on oh, my Wilhelm list. Scream. Was, yep, Wilhelm Scream. <laughs> Wilhelm Scream. Um, but another honorable mention, I believe, and and I have to be clear that these are not bands that I am familiar with in any way whatsoever. I've just I just know that the names are from movies, and I like the name, or I'm familiar with the band, or whatever. But I don't really know any of the music, um, so I can't tell you whether or not the bands are good. But but the the other honorable mention is Save Ferris. Yeah. <laughs> so Great my. College. College chick radio. from Save Ferris. Chick from Save Ferris. Pinch my ass once. Ooh, <laughs> yep, nice. When I was hanging out by, backstage at the Warp Tour, she came up and pinched my ass, and I turned around. And she's like, "Oh shit, I'm sorry. I thought you were someone else." <laughs> like, You're like, That's wrong okay, ass. baby." That's <laughs> okay. She <laughs> thought she. And if you if you guys know what I look like, I don't know how she thought this, but she thought I was a member of the of Green Day. I don't know how that was possible, but wow, yeah, because I was hanging out in Green Day's tent, which is a whole other thing, but. There's pictures Maybe you have a Green Day ass. I do have a Green <laughs> Day ass. No, I definitely do not. Anyway, sorry, go on. It's all right. So my number five is going to be a band called Mogwai. Yes. Ah. My yep. number four is going to be a band named Nerf Herder. Ah. Uh, yep. From Empire. That was my previous number five. <laughs> that was my, one of mine. <laughs> Yeah, my my number uh, my number three is going to, and from what I understand, I, I I guess this is a terrible band, but it's it's an interesting name, and it it being the movie that it's from, it sounds kind of like demonic, but that's going to be Zuzu's Petals. Zuzu's Petals, I yeah, I don't know them either. Zuzu's Petals mm-hmm. from It's a Wonderful Life. Ah. Wow, you went, were, you went deep. Yeah, that that's um, it's, it's a band don't that's, that's named after it. It's a line from from um, "It's a Wonderful Life." I guess his daughter in "It's a Wonderful Life" was named Zuzu, which is a weird name for me. I, I find that weird that you would name your kid that. But um, his daughter's named Zuzu, and her flowers crumpled, and he collected the petals or whatever. And when he comes back, he realizes he's back, and he first thing he does is he checks for Zuzu's petals, and he goes Zuzu's petals, and he pulls them out, and then he runs off. Huh? And then starts a band, much like running through, the, yeah, yeah, running through the, the door, yelling seven words. So, so now it's a band. <laughs> but my number two is going to is. My my next two are the only two that I've actually even heard of, and that's going to be number two. We've already discussed is Wu Tang Clan, and my number one is Black Sabbath. Nice, very. I nice. really thought you were going to go Atreyu oh. when you were saying that it's a band that sucks because Atreyu. I happen to like them, but they are very controversial in the metal world. People mm. either love them or hate them, and of course Atreyu. And I, I figured you would pick Atreyu just because of the never the ending story. Ref- yeah, and that's 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 a Rob thing. Oh yeah, yes. like the first. Oh emo like screamo band that made it really big yeah so Angela, that's my would you like to go last sir you have no choice yeah. so uh yeah i have no choice i think a lot of these um uh are kind of a little bit uh everybody knows them but uh, one of them is uh mcfly mm-hmm. which obviously if you've ever seen any movie and been alive in the past you know, 20 years, you've definitely seen Back to the Future. 
Uh, but it's a, it's an English pop band from uh, London. I think they formed around 2013. Never heard them, but I hey, Googled the them. Name. <laughs> I think you probably uh, have to have been alive yeah. longer than 20 years to have seen any of the Back to the Future. Oh, what? No way. I think kids have been around uh, a couple years now and seen it. We've got yep. Duran Duran. Yep. It's actually a villain uh, in Barbarella. For a while, too. I forgot that's, about that one. That's one. Yeah, and then one of my favorites growing mud up honey. was Mud Honey. Hell yeah, man. Uh, mud, yeah, Mud Honey. That's that's a tasty one. And um, I don't know if anybody mentioned it, but, you know, old school Willy uh, Wonka days. Baruch yes, Salt. Yeah. yeah, that's such a little they, mm, person I wanted to throw in the in the chocolate a friend, lake. Uh, a friend of mine always loved Baruch Salt and said that they made the best songs about frothy lesbian sex. That's it. Yes. I can yes, see exactly. that. Ah, good work nice. you did there. Good work. Very nicely well done. <laughs> and uh, my number one definitely has to be a super, super all-time favorite aside from my old punk days, but they might be giants. Yep. Mm. Uh, I, I believe they got their name from some 1971 movie. Uh, those guys have been around for a while, but from what I've, from what I've heard, one of the band members actually never saw the movie. just kind of dug the name. <laughs> um, and uh, I'd probably say well, it's 2010. One of the reasons why these guys became my favorites because 2010, I flew out to San Francisco. And while I was there, um, uh, actually, wait, two, sorry, not 2010, uh, 2001. It was during mm-hmm. 9-11, Yet. whatever. Uh, sorry. Um I flew out to San Francisco and I was staying with some friends over in Fairfield and they told me, Hey, we're going to go check out downtown San Francisco, went over there, hung out, trolley, and the trolley stop ended up right in front of, I believe some kind of like Virgin record store or whatnot. As we walked out here come, they might be giants to perform in front of like 30 people for free. And these guys just killed it. They had a show later that night and everybody was just going nuts. Uh, talked to the guys for about 20 minutes oh, cool. and the people that went to the show were like, yeah, they weren't really that good. They were kind of tired. So the people, the 30 people <laughs> at the show at the record store, uh, you know, had an awesome show and they actually played for a long time, which was kind of interesting for a free show at a record yeah. shop. That's a good one. Yeah. And it was a 1971 movie called they might be giants starring George. Yeah. It's crazy. Excellent. Very nicely done. So a lot of you guys will probably have more of these. We also had TV as one of our options as well. And we only ended up with one or two from television, at least the 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 Flanders one was a TV Mm -hmm. one. Oh, okay. So if you guys have any more from TV shows, in fact, I I actually thought that uh, Toad the Wet Sprocket was a reference, but it's actually a reference to a spoken word album. Of course it uh, is. (laughs) <laughs> no, yeah. it was. A, it was. I thought it was a Monty Python thing, but it was a. It was a Monty Python. It is a Monty Python thing, but it was an album, not mm. a, a video. So I had to because he was talking. It was a whole thing about like bands changing their names. Like we were that. It was like a radio DJ talking about bands. Like oh, they're now called this bit name, but they used to be Toad the Wet Sprocket. But we now are now this, and you might remember us as this. It was a whole thing, but it was. That's where that came from. So, but they had to come off my list, which sucks. Ah. Uh. I couldn't find out what movie Nickelback was named after. I don't, I don't know. That's another band I met. You can tell when I was working in radio. Great. Around that, that, the Nickel. Nickelback. I do not dislike Nickelback as much as other people do. I think they I are. Like, I like Nickelback. 
I'm not going to lie. Uh, having I, having I met them, they are very earnest, very Canadian, nice people. <laughs> And I think it's I think it's just became very popular to shit on Nickelback. To shit so on every, them, <laughs> yeah. So no, everybody just does it because, because because everybody I else think they does. Suck. <laughs> that uh, what's the other one? That Creed shreds. You guys seen that video? Oh God, I yes. love the shreds videos. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's let's close out here. Uh, Rob, uh, tell people to come and to yell at us and do things. To come and yell at us. Yes. All right. Come and yell at Greg. You want his address? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll give you Greg's address. You could come yell at him. I don't. I don't want to hear it. Why? I'm in quarantine. Yeah, don't come so, anywhere like near me. I can use some people on my yard. So, if you want to reach out and find us, you can find us on Facebook by searching for the Give Me Five Podcast. As always, you can get us on Twitter and Instagram at Give Me Five Pod, or you can email us directly, Give Me Five Podcast at gmail.com. And please, guys, if you can, leave us a review on whatever podcast app you're using. It really helps us stand out. It helps other people find us, and it helps keep the lights on. Also, there is a store. And you can buy all of your Give Me Five beard bibs at <laughs> give me five podcast.threadless.com. <laughs> and we have a website. Jimmy, you want to give them the website address? Give me five podcast.com, where you can find oh. some other information. You can access the store and listen to the RSS feed. Angelo, thank you so much for joining us. Angelo is Max Overdrive 1986. And where can we find you, sir? Thanks. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me. You can find me at Max Overdrive 1986 on Instagram as well as Facebook. Uh, you can find most of my tracks on Bandcamp as well as uh, all streaming device or not devices, but streaming services, uh, Spotify, uh, Apple, everything. Excellent. Well, thank you again so much for joining us, and uh, we look forward to seeing you once the world goes back to normal. So until then, ladies and gentlemen, good morning, good afternoon, good night. Stay safe out there. Wash your hands. Right when you said that, my all the my my browser windows went. Oh. <laughs> I was like, Dad. "Can you control my computer with your mind?" Have a great sleep.